Hello and welcome back to Embracing Your Energy, a spiritual podcast where we help women embrace all the highs and lows and everything in between. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so excited for you to join us today. I'm Jen Murphy, and I'm a certified life coach, mindfulness expert, and yoga enthusiast. And today we have a very special guest on the show, Cassie. And Cassie is a 24-year-old entrepreneur and woman's alignment mentor living in Florida with her boyfriend and fur babies. She has served as a guide for over 100 women in their health and healing journeys as a fitness coach and the head coach of the Mindset Movement. Now she's starting her own solo journey, and I'm so excited to see it unfold, and she is the host of the podcast Grow More Good. Cassie likes to say that she is a potential pusher and a healer, and I am so excited to have her on the show today. We're going to be talking a bit about recognizing the signs of blocked feminine energy and how you may release it so you can show up as your best self in life. So go ahead, grab your notebook and get ready to take some notes because this is going to be an amazing episode. Thank you so much for joining us today on Embracing Your Energy. Let's get started. Welcome to Embracing Your Energy, a spiritual podcast for women who are ready to break free from the limits they've set for themselves. I'm Jen Murphy, a life coach, mindfulness expert, and your host. I'm here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. On this podcast, we'll be diving into visualizing your possibilities, reprogramming your subconscious, and manifesting your desires. We'll be discussing practical tips and techniques to help you tap into your intuition, increase your self-worth, and create the life you've always dreamed of. This podcast is for the woman who wants to create a life that aligns with her values, passions, and purpose. So whether you're feeling stuck, lost, or just ready for a change, you're in the right place. Remember, you are worthy, you are capable, and you have the power to manifest your wildest dreams. So get ready to let go of limiting beliefs, make some much needed mindset shifts, and finally manifest abundance and success. Let's start embracing your energy. Welcome back to Embracing Your Energy. I'm so excited for our guest today, Cassie, and I met her on the Dream Life Immersion Retreat with Samantha Daly, and we had a lot of breakthroughs together and lots of great things, lots of great discussions that happened. But today we're going to be talking about feminine energy and how you can know if it's blocked or not. I know I'm very much, after one of the workshops on the retreat, realized I'm very much on the masculine energy side and I'm not so much on the feminine energy side. So I'm very excited to kind of learn like how I can kind of balance myself out. And then also for you to kind of learn anything, if you're listening, how it can end up helping you. So we'll explore the differences between the different signs that could be leading to a block and then also how it could be affecting your personal or professional life. And Cassie is a woman's alignment mentor with a passion for helping women release their blocked energy and live their best lives. 
So buckle up and get ready to learn how you can release any blocked feminine energy you may have and take the first steps towards alignment. So I'm going to pass the mic to Cassie. So Cassie, could you introduce yourself and share about the work you do and the woman you support? Yay. Hi, I'm Cass. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. So I work with mainly entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. And currently I am working with aspiring and current entrepreneurs, a lot of coaches, a lot of fitness coaches, and I help them recognize where they are not showing up authentically. We get down to any root cause to the blocks that are showing up for them in their business, because odds are if it's showing up in your business, it's not just business, it's your actual life. So we get down to the nitty gritty and we do the deep inner healing work to help them step into their fullest expression and just like literally showing up as the person that they're meant to be. I love that. And I love doing like shadow work and deep inner work. So I'm excited to learn more. But how did you first become interested in working with like feminine energy and just energy in general? Yeah. So I honestly had no idea. I was like so unaware of energies and like spirituality in general. And now I'm literally teaching it. So it's kind of crazy, but I guess my introduction was when I decided to head down this rabbit hole and started doing some shadow work on my own end, I had a really big breakthrough. And one of the main things that kept coming up for me was recognizing that there was so much force in my life at the time. And to give you a little bit of background, I was a fitness coach and I had my own business and I was in a coaching mentorship program where it was essentially like, this is the one way to do it. And if you're not following our exact steps, it's not going to work for you. And it, nothing that they were teaching felt right for me. Like I did pick up some tips and I did pick up some like really helpful things to help nurture and grow my business. But at the end of the day, it was so unaligned and it was because I was forcing myself to be in this like hard discipline, masculine box. And that's just not me. So after recognizing that it was because like those things weren't aligned with who I am, then I started recognizing, okay, what does feel good to me? And like, how can I work and incorporate the different energies. And I'm still working on finding a harmony that feels right for me. But like, if it's forced, you don't have to do it. Like if it's forced, it's not for you. That is so important. And I'm kind of in that stage right now of my own journey. Literally this morning on my way to the gym, I was like, oh yeah, I bought a course like a few years ago when I was like building a teacher business. And I was like, well, I think it could still apply. Maybe I should go back. But now that you said all that, I'm like, 
when I was doing it, I didn't think it aligned then. So it probably isn't going to align right now. And I probably don't need that one. I have other courses that I'm currently doing that I feel better in. So allowing yourself to kind of release anything that isn't aligning to you, which can be hard because sometimes I feel like money comes into it. People will be like, well, I paid for this and it doesn't align to me. Mm. So what do you recommend for that? Do you think they should figure out the alignment before they invest in something? Or is it like once you invest, just kind of suck it up and like get through it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, both. Uh, If you have already invested, it's recognizing that with any mentorship that you join or with any coach or anything that you're investing in for guidance, there are going to be things that fit and feel good. And there are going to be things that you don't align with. And I think just like trying different methods, because sometimes there's the aspect of like, I'm just set in my ways and I'm uncomfortable with trying something new. Like try it if that's the case. And if it's, if you've tried it and it truly does not align with you, like just because your mentor is telling you something doesn't mean that it's like a law. doesn't mean that like you have to follow it or do it that way. So if you've already invested, like keep that in the back of your mind is like, they're not God. (laughs) And it's your business. If we're talking about business owners Mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs here, like it's not, It doesn't have to be that way. And if you haven't invested yet, ask as many questions as you can. Like go to other people who have worked with that person maybe and ask them their experience. And if you have specific things that you know aren't going to work for you, see if that's present in their program or in their teaching. Because Again, like if it's not aligned, you don't have to do it. There are so, so many coaches and mentors and programs that you can invest in that will meet exactly what you need. I completely agree with that. And I think it's important, even if you've already invested and it's not aligning, but to start to learn why it's not aligning. So in the future, you know not to necessarily invest in the same type of thing, because I definitely was guilty of that in my past of like, like for my college degrees, for instance, I became a teacher and I loved it, but I wasn't necessarily aligned with elementary education. And so I kind of shifted it into high school and middle school. And then that shifted again into special education, but I kept allowing myself to kind of figure out exactly where I wanted to go. So I don't think I necessarily wasted my undergrad degree of elementary education, but I never taught first grade like I thought I was going to, but just allowing yourself to make the shifts to reach more of an alignment. But so when you're starting to feel like you're out of a line, like for someone that is just getting into their own journey and they're not sure what we mean when we say becoming aligned, how would you kind of explain to them like signs that they might be experiencing that are out of alignment? Mm, So when you are out of alignment, you're going to start recognizing that there's a lot of heaviness and everything's going to feel hard. Like when you are aligned, there will be challenges, but 
it shows up really differently than when you're just out of alignment and it's not for you. Like the universe will, or whatever you believe in, like source will throw in your face. Like if it's not for you, there is going to be like a big roadblock or if you haven't gotten to that point yet where you can't identify something large, it'll just show up simply as resistance. Mm -hmm. Like if, like I was saying with my coaching business in the past, I felt a lot of force to the simple things in what I was doing. Literally every aspect of what I was creating felt forced. I was creating meal plans, didn't want to do it, had to force myself. Creating workout plans, didn't want to do it, had to force myself. I loved fitness and I love coaching. Those were both aligned. But again, like you were saying, like shifting to find, okay, what aspect of coaching did I really enjoy? It was the mindset side. It was teaching on the inner work and finding finding yourself and getting down to the why you want to get into a finished journey or whatever it was. Like that was the side that really felt good and that I kept pulling towards. But to continue with that example, like my clients only wanted the physical transformation. So there's another sign of resistance there is like that wasn't aligned because that's not what they were looking for. So feeling for where force is coming up, where you have to like really give yourself that push to continue doing, especially if it's daily where it's like this cycle of, ugh, like I don't want to go out, get out of bed. Like you hear that all the time, everybody waking up for work and, oh, it's Monday again. Like if you're waking up and you hate your life, there's a, your it's in your face right there. <laughs> like fix Listen, something. I know. I feel like you're talking directly at me because <laughs> um, <laughs> when I was in the classroom, that's how I felt like I kept realigning to get to a spot I enjoyed. But when I look back at my last two years of teaching, I dreaded going to work. I just like hated it. And just everything about it. I love the students, but I hated all the work that went into it, all the planning and the curriculum writing and IEP goals and all that, and just like getting it all done. And I always had the Sunday scaries and I thought that was just normal and like adult life. But since I left the classroom, I've never had the Sunday scaries again. So it's not normal. It's like not a normal life. And I learned again to shift and pivot. And so I'm still teaching. I'm just not teaching children like I thought I would be in my future. But I'm still within alignment of what I originally set out to do, which is to teach people whatever. And I went from teaching little kids to big kids to like the middle school kids to now working with women. And I went to help teachers for a little bit, but now I'm more aligning towards women. But what would you recommend? You keep saying going into like shadow work and like the deep work. How would you recommend someone get started with that? Do they just like sit down and like, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's like a hard question because everyone's shadows 
are different and require different work, I would say start asking questions is how I started. There were things that were coming up for me that were quote unquote shadows from the past. And if you've never done shadow work before, your shadows are basically the parts of yourself that you like to hide. They're the parts of yourself that you like to keep secret, maybe something that you've done or something that happened to you, something that you've said, an experience that you had that like you'd rather not think about. You keep them in your shadows. They're still a part of you, but they're in the dark. You don't like to look there. So for me, what happened was like this one memory kept surfacing from my past and for so long, I was like, I need to just like bury this mm-hmm. and forget about it. And I thought that that would work, but it kept surfacing. So it was time to start asking questions and like, I'm ready to get this shit off my back. Mm-hmm. So starting by like, what are the feelings that are coming up around this? Like, who can I seek out help from? I think getting help is. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do it if I tried to do it on my own because doing it on my own was leading to me marrying it for most of my life. So, yeah, I definitely was the same way with that, especially with which is why I really enjoy shadow work now. But I know I was very intimidated at first because I was so used to burying it that I didn't want Mm -hmm. to unbury it and like bring it to the surface. And I, decided instead of doing shadow work, I was just going to meditate. But I felt like I never could fully meditate because all of my like shadow thoughts, almost like the things that I needed to dive deeper into when I would meditate, that was all the thoughts that would like happen in my head. And I didn't understand (laughs) how people just sat in silence. I'm like, they're like, just release your thought. Like, out and breathe. I'm like, no, like that thought is just like on repeat. And I noticed after I started diving into shadow work, like those thoughts stopped coming up during my meditation. I finally was able to just like sit in silence after I listened to the thought and like validated that the thought was there and it's okay. It was there, but this is, Mm -hmm. I'm safe. And like, this is where I'm going. I was able to like finally release them which was like life changing for me. So now I enjoy meditating and I just feel like a lot of times people are just scared to go into their shadow. So like you said, finding someone to help you because I needed to do that just for like accountability. Cause I could sit down and do it one night, but then I wouldn't touch it for like several months. Yeah. And one of the things that I find to be really helpful because everyone thinks that with meditation, you're supposed to have zero thoughts going in and you're just like sitting in absolute silence, which is literally impossible. Like the point is just to observe and be present. But with the like random thoughts that stir, expression is how you get them to quiet a little bit. I always tell my clients that like, if you have a lot of random or like intrusive thoughts going on when you're trying to like sit with yourself. That's because like, there's just so much clutter going on or like anxious thoughts even, or Mm -hmm. people who have ADHD, like there's a lot of clutter going on. So 
find an outlet to let them out instead of trying to just like shove them down. Like they're going crazy because they're, they have nowhere to go. So letting them out, whether that's through vocal expression, whether you're talking about it or you write them down, I find writing them down, like helps it fucking transfer out of my mind, like through my arm onto the paper. And then once you have expressed these things, uh, the clutter that's going on, it removes them so you can see the gold that was hiding underneath. Exactly. Like, I wish someone had told me that at the beginning of my journey, because I just always envision like meditation as like a blank space in my head with nothing there. And I was like, I, I'm never going to achieve it. And I like how you were like, it's okay, they're there and like work through them. And yeah. how you said expressions, I've never thought of it that way. Because even now I'm always trying to do my shadow work of writing down, which I do enjoy. But thinking back to when I would drive an hour to work, I used to just talk to myself in the car all the time and just like almost like word vomit of just getting all the thoughts out. And this is when I like first started into like my healing journey and exploring shadow work. But I thought I didn't have time to write. So I never counted that as shadow work. But now that you said that, I'm like, well, I guess I was doing shadow work then. Like I would take a thought and just like break it down by myself out loud. Yeah. And I honestly love that. Like I, I feel like, I don't know if there was like any embarrassment that came up with like, Oh, I used to talk to myself. Like I love that you find out so much when you talk to yourself. Like, yeah, I really encourage I've had some clients where they're like, oh, my my brain travels too fast for my hand. Like, I don't like journaling. So yes. I always say, like, do voice memos. Mm-hmm. That's an- another form of expression. Like, expression can be so many different things. It could be music if that's your thing. I love that because I feel that way sometimes, especially when I'm, like, really in deep with, like, a prompt that I'm working on or a thought I'm trying to dissect it's like my mind cannot go as fast as my hand at all. Like I'm definitely a slower Mm -hmm. writer. And then if I do try to speed up my writing, I can never go back and look at it because Mm -hmm. I can't make it out. But I did get everything out I needed to, but I could never reflect on it. So I like Mm -hmm. the idea of a voice memo because I've definitely talked, but I've never recorded it. Yeah. Even if you are like driving or something, I have so many voice memos of me driving and just like getting a random download and like not being able to write it down so I'm just like okay podcast idea (laughs) (laughs) that's a great idea I know I normally have the notes app pulled up and I just hit the like talk to text but it's probably better to just record instead of hitting all those buttons while driving but yeah so when someone is going into like the deeper work I know one question I always had at the beginning of my journey was is it a new prompt or like a new question or a new thought or experience that you're trying to overcome every single time you sit down to do it like is it a one and done or can you stay on the same topic for as long as you need I always thought it was like a one and done and I would get mad at myself I don't anymore but (laughs) okay good I mean I, I I feel like you know the answer but just for anyone who feels like they have to do it once and that's it. It's not a one and done. We literally live in like these cyclical patterns and 
just because you think that, oh, I've healed this already. Like, no, you haven't. (laughs) Your wound is a wound and it's always going to be present. And I don't want that to be scary. Like, oh, this is cyclical. It's just going to come up again and again. Like I'm stuck, I'm trapped. And it's more of when the cycle comes back around and you may get triggered again, you know, you've been there before and you know what you needed. So it's, it's applying different tools that you pick up along the way and tuning into what you need in that moment. And like, that's okay that it comes up again and again, because it will, it just will. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many layers to it as well. And sometimes I Mm -hmm. have one emotion towards something. And then after like going through it a lot, all of a sudden I have a different feeling towards it, but I still want to work through that feeling or I'm working on something else and it re-triggers another thing I thought I like quote unquote healed from. And so it's just like going back in and just kind of using like the alignment, like we were talking about earlier, like what do you feel like you need to work through in that moment and mm-hmm. just allowing whatever it is that is coming through to just be a sign that that's what you need to work through and not to like let your ego jump in and be like, nope, we've worked on that. Move on. Yeah. And it's so funny that we think it's one and done because literally everything is connected. Yes. <laughs> like my one main traumatic incident from my childhood is attached to literally everything I do today. Yes. And like, you think that healing it once is done, but it's, it's attached to everything. Like everything is connected. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I feel like I definitely at the beginning of my journey thought the complete opposite of what I think now. And I thought eventually Mm -hmm. I could heal everything and I'd be this like happy person who always loves life and never feels bad or is upset. And I feel like as I've gone on my own journey, I've learned that all the emotions are needed because we're human and like it's part of the human experience and it's okay to feel every emotion. You just don't want to stay in the same like negative emotion for your Mm -hmm. entire life. Like you just don't want to live in that one, but it's okay to embrace if you're upset or if you're sad or if you're angry. So working through that way. So when people are starting to kind of notice their shadows, how does that kind of play into the different energies like feminine and masculine? So do a lot of people have shadows based around why they have a block toward, well, before we get into that, Do you want to quickly explain like masculine and feminine energy for anyone that doesn't know? So how I think of masculine and feminine energies, when I think of the masculine, like masculine and feminine doesn't mean girl and boy, which is what I used to think. (laughs) I used to be like, I have to be feminine because I'm a girl. Yeah. I am very masculine in my energy. (laughs) Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Like, and that doesn't mean like you're boyish. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I see the masculine as like the structure. It's the container. I think of masculine as like discipline. It's 
organization. It's like structure is the best way that I can put it. And then the feminine is pleasure. It's flow. It's also destruction, but it's creativity. Like there are, there are so many different aspects that play into the different energies and, and the example that Sam gave us at the retreat was that the masculine is the container that holds the feminine. It's Mm -hmm. the glass that's holding the water, which is the feminine. And without the masculine, this is the key is that we need both without the masculine. The water is just like a hot mess. It's, it's on the floor. (laughs) It's, it's yeah. And without the feminine, the masculine is empty. Mm -hmm. What is it doing? It's not serving anything. So the key is that we need them both. We need them both at the same time. And we both need both of them separately. It's finding your harmony of the masculine and feminine working hand in hand. We, we need both. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. And I always thought I needed to just have one and it needed to be like feminine because I was a girl and mm-hmm. learning about the harmony piece and that whole workshop that Sam did, my mind was like blown when I saw it. I was like, it all makes <laughs> sense. Like it clicks, like the water is everywhere on the ground right now. And I was always almost jealous of people with the feminine energy. Cause I was like, how do you not need structure? Like I need to know what I'm doing from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. I need to have like color coordinated calendar. I probably buy like one new planner a month. Like if I mess up in the planner, I need to go buy a new one. And like restart and I'll rewrite the past in it. So like if I wrote something out for last week and then I messed up because I wrote in pen, I'll go buy a new one. I don't anymore, Mm. but I would go buy a new one and then I would rewrite, even though like it's the past, like I don't need to write in the planner that, but I was like, I need the structure of knowing what I've accomplished and what I'm still going to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And when I first learned of feminine energy and more of like the flow. And I think of like going with the flow, I like immediately tensed up. And so I started to do a lot of shadow work with that. Like why, if I go on a trip, do I need to have every second planned? And I have a friend who just likes to experience life and not plan a thing. And I'm like, we're gone for a week. I need to know like what we're doing. And Mm -hmm. it does come down to like the harmony of it. Like we end up both, allowing the other one to kind of have their way. So I plan like a rough outline and we allow room for going with the flow, but it just, I feel like once you start learning to embrace both, it just like clicks, but I don't think it is necessarily easy to embrace both, but what do you think are some tips people can use if they're very like, on one side, trying to bring in the harmony. So if they're very masculine, what could they try to implement to be a bit more feminine to reach that harmony or vice versa? If they're very on the feminine side, how they can kind of bring in a little bit of masculine to try to even it out. Yeah. So it's going to show up differently for everyone, of course, but what was coming up, like if I can use you as an example. Yeah. What's coming up is like the the need to have everything organized and have everything planned out and have everything, yeah, just 
organized, color-coded, planned out, like that is a need for control. Yes. (laughs) So it's not just masculine energy. It's also the need to control. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about going with the flow, that scared you because there's no control in flow. And the other side of it is like people who want nothing to do with structure or organization and are just like, la-di-da, like that can turn into being like aloof and having no idea what's going on. So it's finding out like, why do I need to control in Mm -hmm. everything I do in the fucking color pen that I'm writing with on Wednesdays only, right? Like, why can I not commit to a timeline? So it's figuring out which one will be comfortable to try. But like, if you're someone like Jen, who needs to have a new planner every single month and go back and retrace your steps to have everything organized. Maybe the next step for you is like keeping the planner when you mess up. And that's what I'm doing right now. I've scribbled right here. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm proud of you. So it just recognizing like not everything needs to be perfect Mm -hmm. and The world isn't going to fall apart if you have scribbles on your planner. Yes, that's what I keep telling myself as I make a mistake or scribble something out or don't get everything done that I put on for that day. I'm like, I can always check it a different day. So I'm working through that. But with control, I feel like a lot of people think by going into the shadow work and into exploring their different energies, they just have to release all control. And Mm. with that, I think they end up on more of the feminine side of just like going with the flow. But the good piece of a little bit of control is to like have a plan of where like, and that's where the harmony comes in. Like if you just throw everything out and you just, and I never look at a planner again, I'll get nothing done in my life. (laughs) So then I'm not moving forward. So I think again, like finding the middle ground and the balance. Yeah. And that's something that I was going to bring up is like, we get stuck in the extremes of identifying as one. And mm-hmm. once you notice, oh, I have these masculine tendencies, I am so in my masculine, then you want to swing all the way over to, I need to let go of all of these things and just flow. Mm-hmm. And instead it's like, okay, I can have my planner and I don't need to write down every single tiny little step, like brushing my teeth in the morning, because I already know I'm going to cross that off the list. Yeah. So it's incorporating them into each other and not feeling like we need to become anything different because mm-hmm. it comes back to that force. Like if you're forcing it, it's not for you. So figuring out your version of the harmony and not looking at what works for me or what works for Jen, because what you need is something completely unique and individual to you. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think another thing from the retreat that Sam said that really stuck with me, which kind of goes with this, is she had us journal about the rules of our life and like what rules we have. And that one for me just like shattered every habit I had because I would be like, this has to be my morning routine or else it's not a good day. And just learning like that doesn't have to be my morning routine. It's okay if I'm not in the mood to sit down and meditate, I can meditate a different time in the day. Or maybe that form of meditation for that day isn't just sitting in silence and it's more of like a moving meditation or going for a walk type of meditation and realizing the different things you can start to embody to reach what you're still trying to achieve, but it doesn't have to necessarily be like ABC every single morning of what you're doing. So learning that like there are no rules of your life, like you have programmed them and kind of going back into the shadow work, like what has built up that rule? So I know for me, there's a lot of like programming in my mind of being organized that was always written on my report card, how organized I am. Everyone always told me I'm organized. Like I would always be in charge if we were doing a group project to organize it all. I became mm-hmm. a teacher and I had to organize all the kids like IEPs and everyone be like, well, you do all the color coding. And so like it just kept reinforcing. And so mm-hmm. now I feel like I'm trying to take off the layers of that and be like, I don't have to be super organized. Like I'm not going to die if I'm not organized. I'm okay. Yeah. But just like figuring out what has led you there. And then as people start to kind of peel back the layers of themselves, like what are the positive pieces of that? Cause I do feel like it gets a bit scary doing all this work. So like what potentially is on the other side of like starting to learn how to trust your intuition and be and like follow your alignment and just like trust and surrender that you're on the right path. Freedom, liberation, authenticity, joy. I I can't say enough good things. Like yes, doing shadow work can seem so overwhelming and it could seem like, what is the point of even going here? Like, I haven't thought about this for however long, like I don't need it. And that's how you know that you do. If you're pushing it away, like it's only going to come back. You can never bury something deep enough because you're burying it inside of you, mm-hmm. meaning you're still carrying it around. And I like to give this analogy and I've explained this in a YouTube video is this idea of an emotional backpack. If you've ever heard this before, but basically we have this backpack that we were born with and we take with us everywhere we go. We can't get rid of it. It's our backpack. It's on us. It's attached. And through every experience that we have, like we store our emotions in our backpack. And when we go through hard things, those things are really, really heavy. They're hard to deal with and they go in our backpack and we carry them around. And sometimes we act like we don't have this thing on our backs or we don't like to admit that we're carrying around all this weight. Or sometimes we don't even realize that we're carrying it with us. But for some reason, we're like, life is so heavy, can't figure out why. And meanwhile, you have these giant boulders on your back. But what you can do is 
turn around and take the bag off your back and look at what is causing life to feel so heavy. It's, oh, because I'm carrying around these massive emotions with me. And you can set them down and put them behind you. And that doesn't mean forgetting that they were ever there because you're doing the same burying thing again. But it's it's taking them out, like finding some sort of gratitude because with everything that you experience, there is a lesson, there's a takeaway, there's something that you've learned. And being able to walk forward knowing that that was in your life. But just because something feels normal to you doesn't mean that it is actually normal. That's so good. Like just because something feels normal doesn't mean it is normal. I feel like I definitely needed to hear that when I was just getting started on this journey. Cause I was just like, Oh, it's yeah. normal. This is life. And I didn't think it could be anything other than that. And I mm. love the emotional backpack. I did that a lot with my students, like going through that exercise. I just love that. But I also think it's important. Like if you need to take a break, it's okay to like take a break. You don't have to mm. spend your whole life going through. I know when I started my healing journey, I let that almost control my life and become my identity. Like I thought I always needed to be healing and I stopped almost like living my life just mm-hmm. for like, ha- like I was just like, okay, I have to do shadow work right now. Like I have to dive deeper and just allowing yourself to take breaks, but also to just like embrace everything that's currently happening and be present and show up for your life. So we keep saying to like release it. And I know when I first started out, I thought that meant I needed to like stand up and shout it to the world and tell every single person in order to like finally release it. So is that how you release it? Or can you almost release it to yourself, but not necessarily keep burying it? Yeah. Yeah. And like, again, this is another thing that's completely individual and you'll know when when it's done. But after exploring, this is like for me personally, after exploring human design, if anyone knows anything about human design, I recognize that part of my human design is sharing and teaching through my experience. Mm -hmm. So for me, I will continue to share over and over and I almost will like never feel like I've shared enough is Mm -hmm. because like, that's part of who I am supposed to be. But for someone else, they may feel completely relieved after finally admitting it to themselves. I completely agree. Like, however it means to release it to you is like the importance. And it doesn't necessarily mean sharing it with everyone. If that's not what's in alignment with you. And I try to think of it as, am I sharing it with everyone to validate myself for thinking of it? Or am I sharing it because it's going to help someone and like they need to hear it? Or is it just like fully selfish of just like, I need to get it off my chest and validate that it's okay to feel this. And so I try to go when I feel like I don't want to share something, I also go that way. I'm like, do I not want to share it because I'm scared of the validation on the other end? Like, are they going to be like, yep, you're crazy. And then I'm like, don't Mm -hmm. want to feel crazy. So just trying to figure out why 
you're releasing it the way you're releasing it can also, for me at least, help figure out what to share. Because I know that kind of held me back from going further because I was like, I don't want to share all of this. (laughs) And just being okay with knowing I can share it when I'm ready for different things or if I'm never ready to share it with the world, that's okay. Like as long as I'm working through it myself and releasing it to what I feel is good enough to release. Yeah. And it's also recognizing the energy that you're sharing. Mm -hmm. Like if you are sharing and it's like complainy and sometimes it can feel like when we're sharing, I know this identifies with a lot of people pleasers that was me. I didn't want to share because I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to burden anyone, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to put your feelings on somebody else, but there's a difference between like asking for help or sharing because you really want to help versus like you were saying, sharing to just like throw it out. Like one of the things for me with facing my shadows was like, I needed to share it with Mm -hmm. my family because they were part of the reason why I was running. Yeah. So the point of me sharing with them wasn't to unload it on them. Like you don't Mm want to be unloading what you're going through on anyone because that's, what's the point of you releasing it just to give it back? Like it's release it and like, let it go for everyone. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think it's important to think how you said, like who you're releasing it to and like what emotional state are you in when you're releasing it? Like, are you in the state where you can fully like be there and just explain everything you need to, to release it? Or are you just kind of like saying it and running away or saying it to someone who doesn't necessarily need to know it and all of that? And that comes back into like learning about yourself and who you feel you can trust enough with things and know that it's not going to overwhelm them with the thing that's happening, but to also be there to support you. And it's not just like a burden because I've definitely done that. Well, not to like that extent, but I've definitely done it where I'm like, oh, I need to release this. Let me just tell people this. And then I tell them and I'm like, okay, well, I'm still holding on to it. Like it didn't even release it. And then I'm still working through it. And for that like situation, that may not have been how to release it for my experience. So I still was working through it to figure out how to fully release it. And then when I finally like reached that, it was just about me like accepting what had happened and everything and just like working through it that way. So I feel like releasing definitely can be individual and like circumstantial, like however Mm -hmm. it shows up in that situation. Yeah. And you also don't want to be like sharing with a group of people who are just gonna like keep you in that state of, I feel bad about this. Like let's all just like have a pity party. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like beating each other's horns. Mm -hmm. Like there's literally no point. It's going to a group or to somebody that you know will help you work through it or encourage you to come out the other end versus 
oh yeah, that does suck. And like you still feeling the same about it. Like there's no point. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. And so say someone's feeling that way and they need someone to talk to, but they feel like the friends and family around them would kind of do the opposite of what we were saying, like not to go to those type of people that are just like, yeah, it sucks. Like, and keep going down the rabbit hole of why it sucks. (laughs) Who do you think they could turn to, to like find someone? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Find a mentor. Like I, when I was processing my shadows, I did 12 weeks of shadow work with my mentor, like straight 12 weeks. And that shit was hard. Mm-hmm. And had I turned to my family, I didn't talk to my family about it until like after the fact. Mm-hmm. Had I turned to my family for help, I would be sitting in the same situation. And that's not to like shit on my family, yeah. but like I taught them a lot about healing. And had I come from the perspective of like, oh, this is really hard. I'm still dealing with this. They would have been lost on how to help me versus me coming to them and saying like, hey, I am coming from this space. I've worked through this. Like, please don't just take this and carry it with you now. We're all done with this. So if you can't like if there's no one in your family or if if you don't have a close friend or a partner that you can lean on there are so many resources online even like hotlines if you need it but if you have the means and if you really need help and you're being called to work through your shadows find a mentor find somebody that you can confide in who will actually encourage you through it. And that may mean going deep on the hard shit, but that's the point. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. No. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be easy, but it's definitely worth it. And so at the beginning, you kind of mentioned how you were leaving the company you were with. So are you now Mm -hmm. focusing on Like, what are you focusing on? So if someone is looking for a mentor, can they kind of look and check out all your stuff? Or like, what are you going to be focusing on is my question. Yeah, of course, of course. I am sure that it's going to continue to shift. Mm -hmm. I have loved working with entrepreneurs and coaches. And I also know that I can help women who are not coaches and entrepreneurs. I have done it. A couple of my very first clients were women who had nine to fives. So I know that the gift that I have can apply to anyone. So my cup of tea is working through shadows and doing trauma work. So if you have some blocks coming up for you in your present life that you think may be attached to something else or Maybe you think it's not attached to anything, but I can guarantee you it is. That is my favorite. Like I love tracing back to the root and figuring out how everything is linked and setting boundaries and literally finding your light. Like that is my favorite. I love that. And before we wrap up, I want to know what is your favorite manifestation to date? Like what have you manifested that is like, you can't believe it actually happened? 
So my favorite manifestation, the first thing that came to mind when you, when you asked me this is getting my spot on the team with the mindset movement, which is the company that I'm now leaving. But I am only leaving because it's time for me to spread my wings and like have my own thing. It's nothing ill will or bad blood. It's just literally time to evolve. But I was a client with the mindset movement and I was doing the work with them and realized at the time I was doing fitness coaching, as I had said, I realized that I wanted to take the experience that I was having and give it to as many people as I possibly could. I wanted to shift and do the work that I'm doing now. And my boyfriend had asked me, he was like, what if they asked you to be a coach? And I was like, okay, no shot. Like they would never ask me and I don't even think they're hiring. Like it's just them. And immediately after that, I kind of turned away and I was like, you know what? That's something that I would absolutely love. Like, why can I not give myself the opportunity to want it? So I started journaling and this was like the very beginning stages of learning about manifestation for me. So I started journaling and I was like, I am a head coach on the mindset movement team. Like I love working as a head coach on the mindset movement. Like those kind of, I am statements bringing my desire into the present. And I think it was literally nine days later. That's crazy. I had my meeting with my mentor with Cam and she was like, before we get into anything, I want to ask you something. And I was right away. I was like, dude, I can't believe I manifested (laughs) this like that quick. Like I really did that. I knew right away. And yeah, they asked me to be on the team and I have been for once and yeah, now I'm spreading my wings. That is truly amazing. And the follow-up question to that is what are you currently manifesting so we can like put it out into the universe? And I have an idea of where you're going to go with this, but I want to hear about it. Mm, Okay. (laughs) So... I guess manifesting my own, manifesting my own business. And I'm still navigating what that looks like, but I know that it includes in-person interaction, retreats, and actually my newest download that literally came to me yesterday is holding women's circles locally. That's amazing. So I want to do in person and online, like separate, yeah, separate things. So just growing that shit, whatever it looks like. And I need to get more specific with it, but it's all very new. Yeah, that's so exciting. And that's part of the manifestation process of like getting the initial like draft version and then like clarifying yeah. it and all that. 
But before we say goodbye, I want to make sure our listeners can know how to stay connected with you and continue to learn more about your work. And as your manifestation unfolds, how they can kind of join along your journey. So could you share with how they can connect with you and learn about what you offer? Yeah. So I have a link in my bio with all of my offers, my current offers. You can also message me at any point in time if you hear this and something resonated with what you said, or if you're just looking for guidance, let me know. You can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active at Cassie.Kovacs. I'm sure Jen will link it for you. Everything. Yeah. I'm also on TikTok. I'm not very active right now as we're recording, but that may be down the line. And I also have a podcast. If you want a deeper look into my brain than just my written thoughts on Instagram, my podcast is Grow More Good. You can find me like everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Yeah. And so with that, our time is coming to an end. And Cassie, I just want to thank you for coming on and taking time out of your day to kind of share with us about energy and shadow work and all of that and all your insights and everything. And you've definitely had some very amazing, inspiring like thoughts that you have said that I'm going to take away. So I'm sure our listeners will as well. So thank you so much for being here. And it was a pleasure to have you on. Yay. It was so fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. And as we wrap up another episode of Embracing Your Energy, I wanted to remind you listening to subscribe to the podcast and also to check out Cassie's because it's really good (laughs) and subscribe when you're there. And we have some really great guests coming up in the future episodes. So you don't want to miss out. If you feel like this conversation we had today, Cassie and I, anyone you know could benefit, be sure to share it. And if you decide to share it on Instagram, go ahead and tag Cassie and me. And that way we can see that you listened and see how you liked it. So thank you so much, Cassie. And thank you for tuning in and being a part of this community and supporting our mission to help women embrace their energy and reach their highest potential. So Until next time, thank you. That's a wrap for today's episode of Embracing Your Energy. I hope you found today's topic helpful and inspiring on your journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Remember, small steps lead to big changes. So keep practicing the techniques and exercises we've discussed. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes and to never miss a chance to expand your growth and potential. And if you feel like this podcast is resonating with you and you would like to support it, please rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find it. Also, I would be so grateful if you would share this podcast with your friends and family. And if you decide to share it on social media, please be sure to tag me at jenmurphy.com. The more headphones and hearts we reach, the more people we can help on their journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Embracing Your Energy. Remember, it's time to let go of those limiting beliefs, make those much-needed mindset shifts, and finally manifest abundance and success. Get ready to step into your power and finally start embracing your energy. All right, take care, my friend.